This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome oh, baby, to yo. the World Fed Out Podcast mm-hmm. We're going to be doing more unplanned improv And it's not as good as we think it is World Fed Out <laughs> well, Podcast You know, because we're recording the, the visuals of this yeah. I, I can't say you have to look See if I've got a bo- bat in a cave If I've got a bogey in my nose mm. do, you, do you ever have that? Yeah, I do have it, Tom I had it on one of our very first Instagram lives uh, <laughs> yeah, I Oh, big well, it was really that. horrible because it was really horrible because we were doing it. We were doing the live, and then you sort of went, and then I, I think I think maybe a mate of mine was watching and like messaged me going, "You've got a bogey in your nose," <laughs> and then you were like, "I think it was like message on the bottom," and you were like, "Oh, oh, oh, I won't admit, mate. Somebody said you got a bogey in your nose," and then because the first oh, because fucking I, hell. Because I could see my face in the thing. I fucking checked on the phone. So I've literally just gone to examine it on the live. Horrendous. My nose, I've noticed, is like like everyone's, you get to an age, it's getting hairier. And I noticed like this, mm. I reckon at least three times a day, I have like an unwanted visitor in my nose. Really? Yeah. Do you trim your nose, Seth? I, you know what I was getting done before, right? Um, mm. Is I was having the thing when they they put the the wax in. Yeah, your I've nose done and, that. They they get they get the ear, the buds or whatever. They put yeah, the wax. But that actually destroys your sense of smelling. Is that true? Yeah, you need a certain amount of hairs in your nose. Like that's like I don't think that's I don't think you need hair in your nose to smell because I had all of my hair removed and I could smell fine. Really? I think what you're talking about, Tom, is COVID nineteen. <laughs> no, no. The other thing, right, is yeah. There's a reason for the hair being there, right? What you yeah, have to get it's to stop your... like it's to stop shit getting into your system. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what everything right. like when we were designed as human beings, right? Everything was thought of, and we've started. Do you, be- do you believe in God? Does that mean? No, no. I'm not saying I believe in God. Whoever, someone's designed this. Someone's gone to okay. meticulous. So if you don't effort. think it's God, who do you think it is? I don't know. Just probably if it wasn't God, maybe clever dinosaurs. <laughs> 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 I 
I'm like trying to think now. Out of all the dinosaurs, who's got the best best dexterity to to Clever do that? girl. Yeah, <laughs> like a T Rex would be able to like. It, none yeah, of them had it, like sort of hands really, did they? Apart from T Rex. I but... what is it? I, I fuck like I still to this day love dinosaurs. Like, I, I don't yeah. think they can bring out a Jurassic Park film that I will not be interested. That I will not go to the cinema to watch, man. Like like. I don't know how shit they'd have to make it for me to not like it. I love, I, I love the thought of it. Well, not that I, it scares the shit out of me if I think about them coming back, which... But it's not... Yeah. When you say scares the shit out of you, <laughs> what you mean is you wouldn't want it to happen. It you're not, no, you're not but, sitting there terrified. You don't... You, you, please tell me you don't on occasion just like shudder at the thought of them coming. You're not no, scared. Now, now and again, I'll be walking down the street or I'll be doing something and I think, fucking hell, mate, if dinosaurs came back, we I'd be fucked right in this situation. Mm. Well, in most situations. Yeah. Uh, tell me a situation where you wouldn't be fucked if dinosaurs were back. Uh, I think if you lived on the top of a... Actually, no, if you lived on a big hill, but then the flying ones would get, would get you. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the trouble with dinosaurs. They've got all ends covered. Absolutely right, yeah. yeah. Except for meteorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famously. Um, yeah. I didn't realise how scary those the flying ones were until I watched that bloody film with the aviary, whichever one that was, number three. yeah. I think the flying ones are almost that, and they've got like small dinosaur syndrome, so they've got a lot more anger. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. How well do you know these films, by the way? Uh, I know them relatively well. I watched the first the first few. I like Chris Pratt in anything. I think Chris mm, Pratt's like too. an exceptional human being. He's Chris Pratt is the sort of person I'd just like to just put my arm around and wait, mate. You're a fucking alright, geezer. You. Why would you like to do that? <laughs> I just don't know because it just feels like he's a decent bloke. Yeah, but why do you have to invade his personal space? You can just tell him, or you can right, message well, him, send him an email or whatever. I could message him now and say that on Instagram. That's... Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's not it's not an impossible dream, is it? I don't know why you have to have your arm around him. In fact, <laughs> I would say I would say there's an argument, in all truth, because Chris Pratt seems like a really nice but I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy, Parks yeah. and Rec, all of that. Jurassic Park, I think he's great. I think he's actually, so he'd be a good president. <sighs> he would, though. This is part of the problem with society, do you know that? Is things like that. Is that people who think, you know, who like celebrities think they'd be good at something else that's far beyond their fucking remit. Mate, be honest, who could be doing a worse job than the people doing it right now? Who could be doing a worse job than yeah, Joe I, Biden? I, you know what, if Josie Gibson, let, I've just been let, watching let Josie Gibson on GMTV, yeah. right? If Josie right. Gibson said I'm running for parliament, I'd go, fucking hell, you might as well. Yeah, and that's exactly why people are so fucking... That is so dumb, what you just said. Like, I love you, but it's one of the dumbest... Because somebody says something like... You you know what happens? You know what the problem is? Is people watch somebody on TV, they see a celebrity and they go, do you know what? Actually, what I think we need to do, maybe focus on feeding children. And then people get on Twitter. People like you get on there and go, do you know what? Finally, (laughs) I'd love to see someone with that kind of common sense thinking actually running the country. Maybe things would be a bit better. Let me just say something. What are you talking about? Imagine what Josie Gibson's first day looks like on the job of fucking running the country. How well, do you no, think? You know what? what? You think I generally think number one, she'd be absolutely delighted to be there. I've just watched her. She's doing. She's yeah, plugging for Holly. Want... She's doing, filling in for Holly on this morning. Never have I been so happy to see. So you're like, oh, you know what? She's really going to enjoy it today. She'll tell everyone yeah. that she meets about it. Yeah, like, sure, sure. Do you know what? I thought she really handled the link to the cooking item well enough that I think she should run the economy. <laughs> right, listen to me, right. I'm not saying definitely Josie Gibson, right? I'm not saying definitely Josie Gibson. My point is this. 
a handful of weeks if I throw back long enough, I visited the Oxford uh, Debate Union, right, uh, as a part of League of Their Own, right? So we're there with all of... Someone turned around and said, the next Prime Minister could be in this room, right? I looked around, and I'm going to say you now, I didn't feel a lot of hope in my soul. I looked around the room Why? and thought, oh, great. Why? Just because I looked around and just thought, what you need is, I'll tell you, who, I'll tell you who you need, mate. I'll tell you who you need, right? Is someone like, is, remember Tony Benn? Yeah. That's someone we needed to run this country at the moment. Yeah. He was incredible. Yeah. Tony, Tony Benn, Tony Benn I will accept as a suggestion, right? Right. Okay, because there's some sort well, of level I realize, of I realise there's a long, big space between Tony Benn and Josie Gibson, right? And I can tell you now... <laughs> I reckon there's seven or eight people that fit in between that space. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that Josie Gibson is the way, right? I'm just saying this. You did say that. You did say that. You did right, sort of okay. such, I'm, such, All I'm saying that, is Josie Gibson, right, and Chris Pratt and people who have a positive attitude and get on with stuff, right, and through all kinds of, like, you know, hurdles within their life. Just for, What I'm telling you is this. The person I would like to run this country is someone who's lived a bit. Someone who's been out sure. there to graft okay. it. Okay. The, okay. Someone who doesn't come from a place where everything's always been okay. I understand that. It's, it's had to yeah, eat I, a little bit of shit with a wooden spoon. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I get well, And that is... You I would probably... Describe... Actually, you know what? If you were going to run for, um, like, town council and then not work your way out the shitty So pole. Josie Gibson runs the country and I go for town council, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying, if you were to say to me, right, if you were no, to call... You're, 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 let me tell you what just happened there. Your eyes lit up and you're about to, like, tell me that... You're about to say that I could run something. I mean, you thought, oh, hold on a minute. Let me just bring this down a peg or two because let me think about... Let me just scale this down based on the level of respect I actually have for this, man. And you said I can be town council. Right. No, no, just get this scenario. And, and, that's, and, and by the way, that's not even a fucking a massive leap, by the way. <laughs> that, that's not a huge accolade. That I could be a member of Crawley Town Council. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no I would... disrespect to Crawley Council. They do a great job. But the point I'm trying to make is, don't make it sound like that's the same as me becoming the new fucking Iron Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, right, listen. Right, listen to me. Let's play this scenario out, right? All right? Okay, I'm sitting in bed. It's Sunday morning. I've got the papers in front of me. I'm probably shaking my head going, oh. Do you read the Sunday papers? Yeah, yeah, I like a little chill. You get a physical newspaper still? Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favourite things. Okay. I, like I, I, actually, I actually like that. I said it quite accusatorily. I, I like a pan of chocolate. I like a pan of chocolate. Where does that come from? Uh, usually we get uh, one of those little bags, the frozen ones, so I, I cook it. Oh, and then heat it up in the morning? Yeah. 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 Oh, mate. Do you know uh, what? Can I tell you something, Tom? You know how to live life, mate. I like that about you. And then I'll have a coffee. Me and Catherine yeah. will sit there. We'll look, you know, read the read the the magazines, read the papers. You do that thing where, like, you'll see a story that's interesting. You go, "That's a funny one, isn't it?" That about yeah, no, I'll look around and go, hmm, "Look at this." I mean, I read the sports papers first, and then I'll work my way from the back to the front. Look, sure. so I'm laying in bed, right? My phone rings, right? I pick up the phone. Out of breath, you're on the other, <laughs> other end of the phone. Yeah, come, come, and I'm like, "Who's this?" Yeah, it's me, bloody rubbish. And I'm like, oh, I really should save your number, right? And you're like, I've had a revelation. I'm going to run for town council. There's no way in a million earth turns, right, that I would not, fuck it, I would go... Why mate, can you not say, why can you not say, why can't you just say years? I don't know, I wanted to make it more spectacular. Right. right? And an earth turn <laughs> is a day, by the way. So what you just said is there's no way in a million days... <laughs> right, okay. right, I actually generally thought it was a year. But anyway, right. I would turn around and go, 
you know what, mate? You fucking got this. And I think you could probably run for local council, like, of Surrey, and then work your way up. And I will help you. What do you mean? What do you mean, work my way up? I'm asking <laughs> if I can be Crawley Council. No, you'd be Crawley Council. You'd be so good at it. I bet that the people of the Surrey squad would come up and go, hey, yeah, wait. And they'd go, they'd go, Romesh, you're doing well in Crawley, which is in West Sussex. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They then come to you, right? Right. An old... Probably. I'm being headhunted by another county. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, they'll come to you and go, "Look, we think you've got county written all over you. You could, you could run a county easily, like stand and, and and still yeah. be able to do all your other numerous activities, right?" You are then like, you call me again. You're like, "Mate, I'm moving up to the county leagues now. I can't fucking believe it, mate." And I'm like, "I can, because you're bloody brilliant." My voice is, by the way, that my voice is getting worse now. <laughs> No. There's a level. There, no, there's a level of shitty impression that I've just accepted over these last few weeks, and I've had to sort of accept. By the way, not down to me. It's not what I want, but it turns out that your impression of me is quite popular amongst the nest of pricks that listen to this podcast, right? No, right. And so I've had to accept it. And now what you're doing is you're fucking ratcheting it up. No, 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 no. Because this is your political voice, right? This is your yeah. You because know, now you're in politics, you've had to. You, you can't speak like that all the time. You've had to refine your voice a little bit, right? so you're like i've been called up with a cat i would then probably go look if you're going to move into the county leagues i'll come in with you on this i'll become your like vice you know vice county chairman whatever like vice like leader whatever let's just should we yeah i know what you're saying yeah Yeah, so, and then as we work our way up together, I think I'd have that common touch. You'd obviously be good at all of the accountancy and all that sort of stuff, and like, because you're good at maths. No, and also, but you're popular. You've been through the mill yourself. Not like you've never had your pants pulled down and you've, like, been wedged in your life. You've had some fucking tough times. And I think the people would identify with you. I genuinely think, like, we could, you could run for election up. I'd say that you wouldn't be one of those idiots who do it. Everyone laughs up behind their back. I think you you make a good account of yourself as prime minister, like running alongside prime people. minister. Yeah, I think, but slowly. Let's build up to it. Let's not run before we can walk. Do you do you, right? do you see yourself? Do you think when you finish comedy in like a year or two, you'll move on to like... <laughs> a year or two? Like, yeah. Do you think you'll start? You you'd, you'd, would you ever have that as an aspiration? You know what I'd like to do is um, what are they called the, um, you know, like uh, Alistair Campbell. Oh, like the spin doctors or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I was number one. I think that's the coolest sounded job in the world, a spin doctor, right? I don't think that's the official title. That's yeah, actually quite that's nice. That's what you call yourself. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually genuinely think, actually, that's probably a sort of good. Because you know what? But essentially, you're just a hype man, mm. right? Yeah. You, you've got, an, I'd actually, I think I'd probably get a lot of, fulfillment for that as a job yeah but the problem is you've got no uh you've got no control over the actual policy so if I, if you if you were working for me as my spin doctor yeah and then i said to you i've got this thing tom where i sort of uh i i, I want to stop white working class males going to school anymore i just think it's a waste of time you know yeah. we need that we need more of them what That's would you do the there? Yeah. one i'd tell a man to go guys uh to all the white working class men out there don't bother going to school i didn't look at me i've done all right for myself like literally just go and get jobs and just hope for the best. This is why you'd be so dangerous in a position like that. <laughs>
I find it a bit weird. You know when people get on social media and celebrities get on yeah. social media and go, uh, to all of you that didn't get the GCSEs and A-levels you want, um, I didn't even look where I am. And you go, yeah, you work in television. Now, yeah. what the, what's the probabilities of that happening for, for everyone that's reading this message? I mean, it's like... I, I'd never do that because genuinely I think that my life would have been a lot easier for, for the majority of my life. However old I end up being, a large portion of my life was literally doing the shittest jobs, like cleaning tube trains. Okay, working, all right, but hold on. Let working, me let me ask you on. let me ask you a question because yeah. I know. Well, as we all know, you've talked about it on the podcast. You had a tough you had a tough upbringing. Well, you didn't have a tough upbringing in terms no. of your parents were great or whatever. But like, what I mean is, you come from a, a, a tough yeah. background, right? And then you've done all sorts of shitty jobs or whatever, right? You then we you know you've worked your way up into doing what you've done now, and and I'm very proud of what you've done, even though it's, you know, nothing to do with me. But my question to you is this. Do you think your background actually has given you an advantage? Because like, if, you, if, you'd, if you've got loads of great qualifications right, yeah. and you got yourself into a position where you're going on a normal trajectory, isn't there an argument then you wouldn't have been as pushed to go into comedy or do what you've oh, done? No, like, there's, think... a, there's a level of desperation that puts a fire under you, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean, to do something? But like, it's different... Do you not think there's something about that that's motivational? But then there's different people who have those different, like the qualities that sort of, like I suppose, never succeeded and never winning. It, it, different different things are going to be born from that. I, I, if you know, you you mentioned my parents there, and I think like one of the biggest things for me, in a sense, was having parents who who'd always sort of support, you know, and and sort of not always believe in me, but support me, and and you know, sort of push me towards doing something sort of a little bit different or whatever. I, I think as well the fact. I think it's it's too easy now for so many people to give up and I, I don't know and, and just sort of throw in the chips sort of quite early and I think actually life experience and that's what I was getting at with with Josie Gibson or yourself as Prime Minister I think like life experience is important I think when you're running like a sense of empathy can only come from a sense of experience sure so I think when you're like leading a country especially in the in the time that we're in at the moment and like you know I look across. Yeah, the whole of the you know sort of landscape now politically, and think, is there anyone there who's going to get what the majority of this country need? Who, who you know, for one reason or another, is there anyone who's going to sort of like reach in and go, right, this is what I think. You know, this yeah. maybe Andy Burnham, you know, but I, I look across the sort of yeah the landscape, and that's what I find quite scary. I think that there's a sense that there's not enough, not enough people who have been through, you've been through, or I've been through, but you know, to climb somewhere, and that's why sure. I, I would and, vote and, for and Romish. That, uh, yeah, and that is that is uh, except for the Romesh bit. That is a valid. You've made a valid series of arguments that if somebody is going to run this country and run it with the interest of the majority of people in mind, you, you'd like them to have gone through some but of the things that know, most people no have gone through. But that is very different from going. Do you know who talks sense? Ollie Murs. Well, I think he should. Who, you, let me just throw this one in there, then. Okay. There's a guy called John who runs my local, local like he'll runs my local supermarket, right? John is he runs your local supermarket. Yeah, John is an incredible man manager, right? How do you know? Well, because I see how happy his pe- people who work for him are. I notice that people, if they're putting up the salads or they're working on the tills, even the guy like pushing the trolleys, everyone's happy because in John's world, everyone's important, right? So how do you know this? How do you know this? Because I chat to them all. How often? How often do you go to the supermarket? Well, I mean. Before lockdown, I was going probably twice, three times a week. Now I'll probably go mm. once, twice a week. And I chat to everyone okay. there. Chat to Lynn, John. Yeah, I have a conversation. Do you chat to the people in your supermarket? No. Really? 
How often do you go? I don't go very often because you normally do it online. But when I do go in, I don't really talk to anybody now. I say like the security guy at the front. Yeah, I mean, I always do as well. But the, but you don't really. I, I I don't know what I don't know what supermarket you're shopping in. But I don't really. I don't see staff in like a. I'm going to be able to chat to them. Mate. You sort of occasionally see them knocking about, like wandering around doing shelves stuff, and they kind of look busy. Well, no, so I'll, I'll like, turn around and go. Oh, excuse me, have you got any uh, like cannelloni beans in? And they'll go, oh. Cannelloni beans? <laughs> so, uh, uh, and so you don't, is that because you actually need cannelloni beans or is that because you're using that as an icebreaker? Well, sometimes it's like, I, I will think of like, you know, and then I'll say, how's life treating you? Oh, you've been, I've right. seen you a couple of times in it. I like a conversation. I think I've seen important. you a couple of times in it. Yeah. Yeah. I work here. Did the uniform give it away at all? <laughs> Right. right. So if you're starting a conversation with someone, right, say for example, you walk in and you walk in and you're bowling about and then you can't. Here we go. Even 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 as you describe my physical actions, your voice has gone all fucking nasally. <laughs> right. And you can't find something you're looking for. Like Lisa's written yeah. on a note and she's like, I don't know, get some baby gem little gem lettuce, right? And then yeah. you turn around and say, uh, oh, bloody hell, mate. Any joy, any joy showing me where the uh, baby gem lettuce is? And the bloke's like, oh, uh, yeah, of course, follow me. You, it's four aisles away, right? You've sort of like sailed into, I don't know, like fucking like salt and pepper and stuff, whatever, and herbs, right? You're miles away from the little gem, right, baby gem. He, yeah. you, how do you feel about how long it took you to find the word salt and pepper, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he basically you walk behind him, which I always think is like a weird act if you just follow him, right? You should walk but side he's by side. Showing you where the thing is, yeah, right? and then yeah, yeah, but then you should walk side by side and start go, turn around and go. So Lloyd, yeah, how long have you worked here? Or, oh, Lloyd, yeah, you know, and you've read that, you've just read that off his name badge, have you? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't okay. know his. So actual you go, name. yeah, you go, yeah, Lloyd, yeah, and then what do you say? Well, how long have you worked here, or do you enjoy working here, or like, oh, okay, yeah, do it. Many people find it hard to find the lettuces, or okay. And what and what are you getting from that? Nothing. I just think it's nice to talk to people. Yeah. Would yeah. you? Are you not? The, you not get a sense of like, yeah. You know, and he'll go. Oh, I've worked here for six months. I love it here. And he'll go. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for that, mate. Oh, here's it. And he'll go. Here's the lettuce. And you go. Thanks. And he'll probably say something like, oh, "If you need any more help, you know where I am." And you'll go. I'll find you. And then straight away, report side next time. Uh, you you walk past him and go, ha! Huh, Why not to worry about the little gem? I know where that is. Oh no! In a callback. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's how friendships are made. I don't. Can I be honest with you? I don't know how I feel about what you just said well, because part of me thinks that's really nice what you've talked about. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. and and having a chat with somebody is the right thing to do. Like, do you remember ages ago when we were on the when we were on here when we were talking about? Um, we're talking about being in a pub and I used to talk about you'd be on there on your own and you just yeah. sort of strike up a conversation with yeah. someone and then I rinsed you for it. Yeah. And we got a few emails after that from people going that I was being like a southern, like classic southern antisocial prick, right? And I did and I and, and, and I did I do agree with that. I actually concede that point. That was what my attitude, where my attitude was coming from. The thing that I think about what you just said is you're making the assumption that that person wants to chat, aren't you? Do, do you know what I mean? Like like, 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 is it okay? Just to hypothesize this, yeah. That person's had a shit day, yeah. Right? Okay, they're they're not happy. Yeah, they've had to come in. They've got a load of shit going on at home. They're having to get the do this shift to just fucking make ends meet. It's, everything's a struggle, right? They're not getting paid as much as they'd like to be getting paid for what was a fucking hard job, right? Yeah. And they're doing it, and then somebody says, 
can, can you tell me where the what is it baby gem lettuce yeah, is little, right little, and they gem, think well i'm in the fucking lettuce, but yeah. I, whatever yeah little i'm in the fucking herb aisle not in the gross like the fruit and veg bit and he's asking this question you've already got that and then you walk around and you think i've got to get on with this i've got to finish this job quick because then i'm going to move on to the next thing i've got a list of like nine ten things i've got to do on this shift it's a nightmare and as you walk around you sort of think, I'm just going to quickly run over and show him where the, the, this lettuce is. And then you sort of, and then you notice the person you're with walking slightly slower. No, I at the same, and if he was to oh, run, no. I'd run at jog alongside yeah. him. Right. So, so you're moving faster. You go, do you know what? I haven't got the energy to chat to anybody. I just want to show him where the lettuce is. And you go, so uh, how, long, how long exactly have you been working here? It's a funny old place, isn't it? Sort of fruit and veg all sort of disorganised. If I was, if I was in charge of this, I'd probably. I'd probably put the fruit and veg in alphabetical order because then you go, what you know, what am I looking for? I'm looking for carrots, asparagus, baby gem, carrot, found it. Just makes, you know, the location and the isolation of what fruit and veg specifically you're looking for, for whatever, whether that might be a salad. Or Can you're I jump in on this just quickly, actually? And I have yeah. told, said this to a couple of people who run supermarkets. I, for the life of me, I don't know why they have fruit and veg at the start of a supermarket. If someone can ask me that, because it's usually the softest and it's usually, you know, sort of substance you're putting in your trolley should be at the end. It's completely dizzy why it's at the beginning. Do you mean in terms of crushing stuff? under? The... Yeah, because lettuce, broccoli. Well, most people aren't buying a, like a ton of goods. Do you know what I mean? It's not an issue. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just... <laughs> you've got to be... Like, even if you've just got a basket, right, and you fill the basket up, yeah. you can have a few heavy tins maybe on, on your uh, spinach. Sure. Like, if, if you can tell me a way, and it also it's kept cold, like, why you'd have lettuce and, and those perishables at the start. I've said that a couple of times to people. Anyway, carry on. I digress. The point I'm trying to make is there is an argument. Yeah. Okay, first of all, let me just, let me just deal with you, what you just said, all right? You might have a point. Right? I, I do think you might have a point about this fruit and vegetable being at the beginning of the shop. But, you know, you organise your trolley, don't you? I mean, what are you doing? Are you just chucking stuff but in? then like I've the got to do lunatic. half the work of, you know, if it's at the end. It'll... Dude, let me tell you something. Supermarkets are a fucking con anyway. We are doing all the work. Yes. Like, like you, you walk in, you get all the shit yourself, you put it in the bags yourself. Now they can't even fucking asked to check it out for you, so you've got to go to self-service. <laughs> Mate, I mean, what is it that they are doing? Do you mean just walking into a fucking warehouse? You know what? I mean, when the you... idea that there, there's any customer service involved in a supermarket. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think the people who work in supermarkets, when you chat to them, you'll find some of the best customer service people in the land. Okay. I think okay. if you right, if you go to any city right, or any town or a little village, head straight to the co-op, head straight to Tesco's, Sainsbury's, wherever you're going to go, right? Head straight there and just immerse yourself in the local... That that's where you're gonna feel. That's where you're gonna see the local how the world works. No, you're absolutely place. right. Rather rather than a local independent shop, go into your chain. That's you're absolutely right. Well, great advice. <laughs> go to a rather than going to an individual sort of uh, family-owned shop, go into a Tesco's. It's probably caused a lot of those shops to have to shut well, down. You know, and that's I've when you get a really a real that, sense of community. I've got an argument for that, my oh. friend. Right? If you're not local to that place, you go to a local store like a local butcher's or a local greengrocer's they're not going to give you the time of day. And I've talked to local guys, and you know why? You're not, a, you're not, they need concurrent customers. They need people who are going to come in day after day, right? You're not that person. So you'll go in and you'll go, hi, mate. Yeah, I'm Ramesh. I'm here for the day. And I'll go, lovely, mate. Were you in the butchers? Well, first of all, yeah, uh, yeah. the idea that I walk into a shop and announce my name and say, so I'm here for the day. Like... <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
gosh. <laughs> Did you ever work in a supermarket? Because I did. No, 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 I didn't. No. I, I did trolleys at Horsham Sainsbury's for about two years. When I was two years? Late wow, man. Were you good? Yeah, part-time. Were you good at it? Or? At trolleys? Yeah. I was all right, yeah. I mean, it, ha- yeah, I was okay. I used to like, was... yeah, used to have a trolley, you used to have a trolley strap that you yeah. strap the trolleys together with. And then I'd take two trolley straps, one in each, like one in each pocket, and then I'd go and do 20 at a time. Whoa. That's how I operated. Mm. That's the sort of when I see someone like you as a trolley guy, that's where I'm like, fucking hell, that guy's owning whatever he's doing. That's where I really respect people. Yeah, I had, a, I had, a, I had quite a few awkward situations. I didn't really like, I, I didn't feel like Horsham really liked me. Do you know I mean, I, I, I don't know how comfortable I felt there. I remember. Were once, you shouting from the rooftops then that you were from Crawley or? No, I was just like, I, I used to, I used to put basically what I used to do is I used to wear one of the big Sainsbury's coats. Yeah, and I always wanted to listen to music, so I'd have earbuds in and I put the hood up over the top, right? right, and then I'd just go and do the trolleys and just listen to music. But the problem was is that I couldn't hear any traffic or whatever. Oh, and so, got, like, yeah. well, I, I I remember once I was pulling some trolleys out and then I tripped over backwards and fucking rolled, like, backwards and I rolled across the bonnet of somebody's car. Oh, shit. Can you imagine if you're driving <laughs> driving through Sainsbury's car park and then just fucking trolley guy just comes rolling across your bonnet? Literally, you, this guy crazy. hates his job so much he's just throwing himself yeah. in front of cars. <laughs> Yeah, throwing himself in front of a car going four miles an hour. That's how <laughs> desperate this guy is to try and bring an end to it. I mean, once, another time, they, um, they, uh, it was rain, pissing it down with rain. And, like, you come in and you get your, t- you know, you get your ticket out of the thing for the car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made me, for the entirety of the shift, stand at the barrier and take the ticket from the machine and pass it into the passenger and the, the, the customer in the car so they didn't get their fucking arm wet. What? Like, 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 what? What would you feel about that person? If you pull up, if if that was me, I thought. I remember thinking to myself, if that was me, and I saw somebody having to do that, I would go and say to the supermarket, "What the fuck have you got that guy doing that?" Yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of the most degrading things. That is pretty sad that you had to go through that. Mental. That's probably why I think that at times, you know, when you you get like little angry, Ron will sort of rise himself up for your your tummy, and that's probably I think things like that. But also. Comes back to what we're talking about, about you running for prime minister. You know what it's like to have done a job like that. And now well, you're one of the and, most, and I'd what, say uh, you're what, in, what, what, look, what, what? let me just quickly say this. And I, I say this on oath, right? I think you'd be in the top hundred most respected people in this country. Genuinely. Who would? You would. <sighs> okay. You, you haven't looked at my, you haven't looked at any of my social media. <laughs> what, mate? The idea that I'm even one of the top hundred most respected people in the town that I live in. That's fucking insane. No, but listen to me, right? When you're going to be prime minister, they're going to come for you, mate, and you're going to be ready for that because you. Let, have... let me tell you a little. Let me tell you a little story, right? Gary Delaney. Yeah, you know Gary Delaney. I love Gary great Delaney. comic. Brilliant. One of my fucking. One of my favourites. Great joke, Shout out to Gary Delaney. Yeah. Good Somebody guy. I know told me they went to see Gary Delaney in Crawley. Yeah. Uh, Gary Delaney's doing a bit of crowd work, and he said, "What's the worst thing about Crawley?" And somebody said, "Ramesh Ranganathan." That. So I got I got I got heckled at another comedian's show. <laughs> Can I just say something, right? Right. That was someone trying to be funny. I know people from Crawley, and they are proud, proud from their very souls that you are a part of the fabric of that town. That's very kind of you to say, but I think it's quite a divisive. I'm, I'm not just. This is not me. By the way, I'm slightly nervous that I sound like I'm being faux humble here. I'm not. 
I'm telling you honestly. Like you know, like when I was like putting the tour together, and like you, you came and like did warm up yeah, for me yeah. when we when I was trying to warm up this tour, right? So I'd go, I'd go to the Horf local theatre, go and run new material and stuff like that. Whenever the Horf put an announcement up that I've got a show coming up at the Horf, half of it is like I need, I want to get tickets, want to get tickets. The other half is fucking hell. Has this prick not stopped doing it yet? One of the most, one of the most things I'm ashamed about about this town is that this geezer comes from. Like honestly, mate, it's mad. Are you joking? So, like, people don't, people don't like people from their home. To, I, I, well, I'm not, I don't. I, this is not a generalised observation. I'm talking about me in particular. It's divisive. Half the people are like really supportive and great. The other half, like, it's mad. But look, also, look. Can I just say, mate? Success is a many-sided coin, right? Like a fifty p. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you prick. Right, you're gonna ha- always run the right. Right, mm. the the truth of the matter is, I think, when it comes to for you, right, have you inspired? Yes. Do you carry a level of decency on which the cloth and which you spread is very okay? Why? Why? <laughs> why? Is affluent, right? Yes. The cloth on which you spread is affluent. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't even think you know what you fucking mean at this point. Right. Can you walk, walk alongside the common man, right, and not lose their... Co- uh, what is it? Walk alongside the common man and, you know, just be yourself or walk alongside a king, which you have done, a pres- potential king, and not lose your common touch. Yes. Vote Romesh. That, that, I okay. could work on the wording of that, obviously, because some Absolutely. of it... Absolutely. Yeah, you'd, you'd want to make it sort of understandable by me- to most humans. <laughs> That would be my, if I was giving you any feedback, sort of tips. Right, do you want to do some emails, my G? Yeah, boy. Can I give a... a... Oh, actually, can I just say something quickly? Uh, I'd love you to. I'd absolutely uh, love I to went to the cinema this week. What did you watch? James Bond. Have you seen it? New one? I've not seen it, no. No, no. Um, I am. It will still be on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to go and watch it this week? Because then we can chat about it. No, but look, you, have you got an observation to make about it that isn't going to spoil it? I just feel sorry for James Bond. I, I just think he's just sort of quite a sad character now. And what, what? What do you mean? You know, like I mean, it's hard to tell, that, like without giving too many spoilers away and ruining the film sure. for people, right? Okay. I just sort of watched it thinking, has he ever really been happy? You know who he reminds me of, actually, hey. James Bond? Santa Claus. Like James In what Bond. way? Fictional? Yeah, but both fictional. You say that, we might have young listeners. So. Oh, shit. Sorry, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. Right. In the way that neither of them ever get anything, they just live a life that's thankless. Like, no one will ever go up to Santa Claus and go, oh, cheers, mate, thanks for, you know, all the presents and thanks for fucking doing what you do. And James Bond, on countless... In countless situations, has saved the planet in the realm of the universe in which he lives in. Right? Never once you see him really enjoying those moments, or someone putting their arm around him and saying, "Nice one, James." Doesn't he have like shit tons of money and drive an Aston Martin? Yeah, but like, has that made him happy? No. Watch the latest film. If you don't walk away, look at it and thinking, "Christ." Yeah, but just, but do you think that that would be solved by somebody saying thank you to him? Well, yeah, I was just giving him some. Yeah, I think I think it's a, yeah, I think someone actually giving him some sort of like. Like a little bit of like an arm around the shoulder, or yeah, him feeling wanted or needed. You know, mm. he's just, I, I actually just think, you know, for someone who's done a lot of cool shit, his life has actually been pretty meaningless. Yeah. Do you know, they're just very rarely put scenes like that in, in films anymore, man. Yeah, but I, d- you know, like, like, because, 
because the truth is, is that I don't know if you've noticed this, right? But like, films are now designed for people with ADHD, pretty much. Yeah, you know, like, like there, there is no, there are no scenes really in films anymore that don't, aren't driving you to, through a story. And you're like, if, if you if you watch if you watch films from the eighties, there, there'll be lots of bits and pieces where they just dick around, or they're like, you know, for example, like even like even something more recent than that, but like even something like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, right. Like Quentin Tarantino has had to make it his niche thing. Whatever you say about Quentin Tarantino, I know, I know he's a divisive bloke, but like he has, he has to make it his thing that there are scenes where people talk about stuff and it doesn't drive you towards yeah, yeah, some yeah. plot point. Now, even Star Wars films, Avengers, all of those films, every single word that's spoken in those films is to drive you towards something. Do you know what, you I, mean? know what like, I was going to no shout one... out? Yeah. On my point, in what exactly you're saying, you know the end of the Star Wars where they're all, they all get their medals? Yeah. I'd love to have seen that with James Bond a bit more. Yeah. You know? Just given some sort of like, sometimes he's just on a boat in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, yeah, oh, you know, or he just, it, it just feels like he's the grind never really stops. Mm. I'd like to have seen him just go to see some family. He hasn't got to tell him what he does, but just has a little bit of chill time. You know, goes to a barbecue. Yeah. And then what would happen is, you know, it's like you'd go, you get on this podcast, and you go, fucking, have you seen the bomb film? <laughs> One of the most boring pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. I grew up watching Bond blow stuff up and getting cars that you can go underwater in. I don't want to see him visiting his fucking nana. Nonsense, he's yeah. nanny. He could just go out and just sort of see a couple of mates and they go, how's life been? He said, well, I can't talk about that, you bloody plums. Get us a beer. I can't believe you. <laughs> God, the old Arsenal, Arsenal are playing well at the moment, aren't they? I just like the thought that, you know, it would be nice every now and again just to, you know, even if he wore an Arsenal tie or, like, you know, he had a Chelsea watch, something like that. <laughs> Chelsea watch on an adult would be fucking tragic. But <laughs> no, but you know what? He, he just had something more about him than the guy that you see. Okay. You want to know a bit about his personality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see him like playing Dungeons and Dragons with a couple of mates or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. On his, on his, uh, or he's like he's a member on, of a motorbike club. On his PlayStation. He's, he's really into FIFA. Yeah. And like, you know, he, he, he sort of throws down a bit and then he goes and sits down and he starts shouting at some 12-year-old kid from Ohio because he's beating him with it, Atletico. You, but you know what? You'd identify with him. And we're coming back to what I'm talking about. Sure. He just feels a million sure. miles away from reality. Mm. I would say that's not the only reason that James Bond's a million miles away from reality. I think you could make him a little bit more real, a bit more of the man of the people. Yeah, there'd be other things you'd tackle first rather than just popping down the pub with his mates. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much to the Swan, who uh, has been very busy this week, but took the time out. Is uh, Newhouse busy? Yeah, there's lots of like little bits and pieces she's sorting out, and she's doing it without complaining at all. She's been a real... She's been a hero, actually, I would say. Heroine. Let's put this one. Um, okay, so uh, here is our first email. This is from Claire. Yo, Claire. Hi, Wolf Allen, the swan. First, she's not here, mate. No, no, I just always like the thought that... How do you... Whenever I do these, I imagine that there's a third screen here, and that's Claire. I imagine her in my mind that she'd be here as well. Mm. She's listening in okay. on tender hooks. Okay. First, I want to say how much I love the podcast... Uh, it always makes my de- day to hear you giggling away and hear much you care for each other, your wives and others. Right? Okay. Uh, thank you very much. I didn't mean to dismiss that. That's very nice. I'm in my early 30s. I've become increasingly paranoid about my wonky teeth on video calls while working from home. I worry that people are staring at them. I love to smile, but I'm becoming increasingly conscious of how my teeth look when I do. I'm starting to think about Invisalign to straighten my teeth, but my main worry is the lifestyle changes it will need due to needing to wear the aligners for so long each day. 
I love being able to go out for food and drinks, although I only tend to do this on a weekend. And I don't want to stop being able to do this, especially after so long during lockdown when things have been so restricted. My dentist has suggested I'd need them for two years. It'd be a long-term commitment. You both mentioned recently you're planning on starting Invisalign. Have you started yet? Uh, how has it been? Um, Tom? Yo, Claire, um, I am going to do Invisalign. Um, uh, I need to find the right person to do the Invisalign for me because I've heard some horror stories. So that's what I'd say, shop about for the right person. And I completely get you. My te- I hate my bottom teeth. I hate them. Uh, but I'm, at the moment, I've got to wait until I finish the job I'm on, just for continuity. Uh, that I don't, um, that I, I've not started a visualign and my teeth uh, change d- dramatically. I'd say that it, of all of the different things to have done to your yourself, I think invisalign. I think his teeth are such an important number one. It's actually really important to get it done just for the structure of your mouth and how you talk and everything. So it's really good for that. Um, friend, a friend of mine, Michelle's had it done. It's incredible. Like the and she's I think she's had it for like eighteen months, and it's amazing the change it's made not like to her life and to her confidence. So Claire, I'm going to say now, go for it because people, you know what, you know who I read about this week and I didn't know this was true. You know, um, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, mm. he had uh, a mood mood production, a mood production. Yeah, I did it. I didn't and know he's that. been quite open about it. 2014. You know, yeah. when you said, you know who I've been reading about, I should have known because The Rock is the only person you ever read about. <laughs> Right. Whenever you've got a nugget of information about somebody, it's normally Dwayne the Rock Johnson that you're talking about. Yeah, but you know what? I thought genuinely my respect for Dwayne the Rock Johnson is, you know, from my head to my toes and around my body, right? Right. <laughs> I didn't think I could respect or love him any more than I actually do. When I read that, I just I had tears welled up in my eyes. Even now thinking about it, I thought, you've not only had this done, you've been open about it. Yeah. You, sir of an absolute credit to the human race. And let me shake you by the hand and just say thank you. Okay. I mean, it's not as cut and dried as that, is it? I mean, there's an argument that actually, I'm just saying this, by the way, I, I don't know, because I literally just heard you say this, so I don't know what my view is on this. But there is an argument that actually the better thing to do would have been to have not had the mood reduction and just lived with it. And that would have been a positive message to people to sort of accept yourself for who you are. Yeah, in some ways, I guess. But then the moves were painting him and he didn't you know they he was that why he got them reduced they were painting him. <laughs> no, no i don't think they were painful like he had a bad lower back and stuff but like right. i don't know how big they even were i can't ever remember him right. having that that bigger pair of moves um or like you know he probably disguised them under a baggy t-shirt when he was wrestling i can't remember him having big moves do you no no yeah. but then mind you i've never watched a single wrestling match in my life so what? That's probably what that is are you joking no <laughs> you never watched wrestling never ever why I just don't, it's just not wow. my thing. I love I've got, it. No, I'm not, by the way, I'm not one of these people that thinks that people that watch wrestling are twats. I'm not that. But you know, it's like a, actually people, just shocks there's me. people I respect and love that like wrestling. It shocks me to my very core that you don't like wrestling. Well, it shocks me to my very core that you don't like comic books. But, you know, I do like comic do. books. No, you don't. Whenever we start talking about a comic book, you go, oh, yeah, well, obviously, I, I don't want to get it I, wrong. I, so, like, I. I am Batman or whoever the fuck you no, call no, 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 upset no, you nerds no, and your nerd sense of no, 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 no. That sort of stuff. But the things like the boys I like, I enjoy Preacher. Right, I enjoy, look, you know me, I'm a bit edgy. I'm a bit out there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You like the Preacher and the boys, two of the most popular comic books in what, the last 15, 20 years. <laughs> I like actually some Batman, old Batman ones yeah, as well. You're a real edgelord. Oh, Batman. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you are underground. You go hunting around, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, look, I've actually got them here. Look. Yeah. yeah, some people think, some people think, you know, 
I've read mainstream comic books, but I only read I've comic books that have got too long. This is good. I've only read comic books that have actually Bouncer. been turned into a series on Amazon. I've not read Bouncer. Is that good? Yeah, it's amazing. I've got loads there. Uh, so just you've, listen, you've got a Visalign now, right? I'm in the middle of Invisalign right now. And uh, Claire, listen, what I'm going to tell you now. So I've got, I had a really wonky and still do have quite a wonky bottom row of teeth. Um, and the dentist said to me, that it wasn't just a cosmetic thing. It's kind of, uh, you know, an aging thing that you, 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 your teeth sort of cave in, if you like, and it's sort of, it's not great. So I had Invisalign. I'm going to say two things. One, it's great. It will straighten out your teeth. You'll notice a difference. Yes, it does take a little bit of time, but it is amazing, right? And if you're, and, and, and I wasn't particularly paranoid about my wonky teeth. But if you're paranoid about your wonky teeth, I do think you're going to notice a really big difference. And, and I, think it, I think it will be potentially life-changing for you, you know, because if you are paranoid about it, it carries itself into every aspect of your life. You start feeling paranoid, you're less confident, you might start smiling less, which gives the impression of you being a less happy person and all that kind of shit. Um, so I would, listen, I, would, I, would, I would back up, Tom, in, in you doing it. But I would say it's not completely convenient. You have to have them for a minimum of 22 hours in a day. Right. And for me, with the job that I do, they some because you change, well, I change mine every week. I have to change mine every week. And they sort of they get straighter and straighter and you approach your sort of finished product every week. And there's a bit of it's not I wouldn't say it's pain. It's like a bit of discomfort when you put the new one in. But the main issue is it makes me lisp. And so like when I'm doing like um, some of them do, some of them don't. But when I'm doing presenting or comedy or whatever it's slightly difficult so i have to take them out so basically it's taking longer for me but the great thing about invisalign is or any of these things i don't want to sort of look like we've been sponsored by invisalign here but the great thing about it is you can pick it up and drop it as and when so like for example the last week i've been doing a, i've been doing the weakest link and i've been doing those records all day so i couldn't really have invisalign in for the whole day but i just carry on from where i left off do you know what i mean so you wear it to sleep when you sleep Yes, you run through the night when you sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's when all the big work's done, I guess. I guess, yeah. Like people who fix a tube. Sure, sure. Um, so, Claire, look, I hope that helps. Uh, good luck. Tom's, I think, I'm not sure if Tom's going to start speaking again for a while. He's still enjoying his tube analogy too much. Got a little smile on his face. <laughs> Thank you, Claire. Like You're sweet, sweet, sir. And Claire, he's just done something um, very impressive. Before and after pictures would be great. You know, you know obviously it'll take no, two years. You. So, Claire... Claire, I hope it goes well. Do not send pictures. Thank you. Uh, good luck, Claire. Okay, next email. Uh, this is from the Red Squirrel. The Red Squirrel. Uh, hey, team. Red Squirrel here. As always, loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. I want to do advice on helping out as a parent at your kid's school. Wolf, I realize you don't have little wolves. Cubs. But I still value called... your view on this all the same. Pardon? They'd be called cubs, wouldn't they? Yes, they would, yeah. Look at you, doing your own correcting now. <laughs> My kids' school is heavy on parent help and participation. We have a class rep who has to inform the other parents of upcoming events on WhatsApp, something they tried to get me to do. The PTA are forever asking us to help out at events, which seems there's an endless amount of. Always asked to contribute to raffles, prizes, presents. I won't bore you with what else is asked of us, but the list is endless. I didn't realise when my kids started school that I'd be signed up for a WI meeting that I didn't ask to join. Is it so bad that I just want to drop my kids off, maybe speak to a couple of people on the level and get out of there? Whether I do have a sense of guilt that I don't do enough, even though it's really not me or something I want to get involved in. Uh, I wonder if, Al, you ever feel like you should get involved in all of your kids' things or not, and if you ever felt guilty for not doing enough. Thanks in advance, your friend, uh, the Red Squirrel. Uh, Tom, Tom, what do you think? Well, you know what, Red Squirrel, I think it's, I think in anything, it's how much you, it's down to how much you want to give, right? The One of the only 
the reference points I've got is when I was a kid, my mum used to like she was like one of the people who used to volunteer to do most school trips, most school things. My mum was always like doing uh you know, anything would she put a name for. And I remember as a kid and we go on a school trip, my mum was quite a loud woman. Uh and I'd find it and like really like agonizingly embarrassing. I'd always sort of think, Oh no, like, you know, a, a letter would come home and, and she'd uh she'd straight away go, Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. And, and my mum works full time, so she'd take time off to do that. And it, like I say, as a as a you know, young boy and, you know, teenager, I used to find that sort of up until sort of like you didn't need that anymore. I used to find it embarrassing. And now I'm like my my parents came to visit me recently and we started talking about sort of when I was a kid and we went to the science museum and, and like with the school and my mum had some funny stories about it. And uh, I sort of like, it actually really sort of touched me that she'd spent that time doing those things. And it actually it was sort of something that she'd never, it was never something she did for herself. She did that for me. She did that for other kids. She did it for, you know, I suppose some part of herself to have that experience. But it was, it was actually saying quite kind of sweet that, we we shared and that I sort of now look back at it and think actually it was a pretty amazing thing that you know she'd take her time off from work and, and she was a nurse as I was saying she from a very very young age she was back at work and working full-time that she'd take that time off and her days off and and come and do that for me and my sister uh, that really means a lot now I, I really you know because she could have gone out with friends or done something else or just had some her time at home and and I think actually it's a really sweet thing that she did there so you know, it, it's um, yeah, it's down to the the person. I I, I think I think sort of parents that do volunteer and, and step forward and, and do that stuff for the kids. I yeah, I, I I respect that. I think that's a pretty amazing thing. Um, and I think sometimes also that it's it's easy to sort of take the mick out of people who do do that. Organ. It's like you know, we we joke about it on King Gary with the WhatsApp groups and everything. But you know, and people who run those, and you know, even on the estate that I live on, we, we, we joke about that kind of thing. The person who runs the sort of like, you know, state uh, Facebook or the state WhatsApp group. But when there was a load of burglaries recently, we we're all dependent on it. And, and sometimes those people, uh, you know, through uh, the respect you get day in, day out, maybe isn't there, but actually there's a time when it comes forward and, and people realize just how worthwhile it is. So go forth red squirrel and, and do, just do what suits you. But remember down the line, it could be something quite important you're doing there. Red Squirrel. Uh, great advice on Tom there. Uh, what I would say to you, my take on this is, uh, so the swan, uh, my wife the swan, has, uh, has been doing a little bit of drama bits and stuff in, 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 in our kids, in, a, in, a, in a, one of the younger kids' schools. And I haven't done very much. I did like a bingo thing for them. They're trying to do a fundraiser, so I went and like hosted it. Um, so I have done bits and pieces. Lisa's done a lot more than I have. Um, what I would say to you is, it's totally up to you what you do, man. Like, because like, what, I totally get what Tom's saying, which is that his mum went and did stuff and it is really nice and they've got this thing they share. But that, that's easier for some people than others. What I'm, I don't, and I don't mean easier as in logistically easier. I mean sort of mentally easier. Some people feel all right about dropping in and doing that and getting involved. And other people find that kind of stuff anxiety-inducing or they don't fancy it or they don't like the sound of it. If that's you, don't feel guilty. You don't have to do it. You absolutely don't have to do it. And, you know, you can support your children in other ways, you know, obviously by doing quality time outside of school with them and stuff like that. So what I would say, there is no right or wrong answer to this. If you want to get involved, if you want to go and do stuff, you can absolutely do that. If you don't, you don't have to. And you don't, you shouldn't feel guilty at all for not doing more. 
you know what I mean? Because we're all living, our, we're all, all walking our own path, we're all doing our own thing. And, you know, if you start trying to set, hold yourself up again, accountable, you know, to other people, there's loads of parents at the, our kids' schools that do loads of shit. And, like, if you were measuring, if you decided to sort of attach your value of what you are as a parent to how much you're doing, you'd feel terrible. But there's no, no good can come from that. Do what you do and don't feel bad about it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that, that would be my advice to you. If you do it, great. But if you don't, also great. You know, do not feel any pressure to do anything. Okay? Hope that helps, Red Squirrel. I hope that helps. Peace out, Rob. That's some sweet, sweet advice, baby. I wonder if the swans put that in because she thinks I'm fucking dragging my heels up and out of the school. Do you know what? I, I, I hosted the bingo. Right? How was it? Uh, I think it was, no, it wasn't bingo. It was a quiz. I hosted the quiz at the primary school. They were raising money for whatever. One, like all of the, there's loads of parents there, people from the PTA and stuff like that. They're getting quite drunk, yeah. which is fine. Um, so, you know, they're having a social or whatever. There's quite a few of the, a couple of the mums were quite handsy, I would describe. Really? Yeah. A couple of them came up to the front. This is really bad that I'm saying this actually, because I know that there are people that are parents at, the, at this school that, listen to this but yeah a couple of times like they would come up and like I, I was doing photos and stuff at the end a couple of them were quite you know sort of it's something about <laughs> something about that environment and people had a bit to drink they start kind of uh yeah but you know that you're a dilf right i'm not a dilf you're, mate can it's i just say something say can i just say dilf. this right my sister was saying what? like at my niece and nephew's school there's a lot of talk about you being like hot shit there was like, so you know when you did the CBeebies thing? You're such a dickhead. No, I swear this is true. My, we, I went, went away with my sister, right? And yeah. the family, right? All went away. And my sister said, uh, oh my God, like, you know, with Rotten, like there was, you know, and so Tom Hardy did it as well, right? Mm, yeah. And it was apparently like some women turned around going, I actually prefer Rotten. And like, it's sort of like, yeah, there was like, you've got some sort of swag about you that... Should I tell you, know, you how I know how I know that that's a sign of how unattractive I am is that, is that people say things like, do you know what might surprise you? Do you know what, do you know what's weird is I actually find Ramesh attractive. Do you know what would no, actually no, no, no. blow no, your no, socks no, 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 no. You've got to put this into context, right? They're saying I actually prefer Rom in front of Tom Hardy. Do you know what that is? Can I tell you what that is? Accessibility. Yeah, kind of. You know, like, 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 do you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like, I reckon I'd have a shot with Ramesh because... Look at the geese. Yeah, but you're a lot happier Tom with Hardy Lisa. Than, I mean, I don't know. It's Carson dispersion on Tom's. We don't know what, we don't know what and Tom I think actually, Tom is like, actually yeah. a decent husband and seems very happy whenever I see him, yeah, like, sort of on TV and stuff. When but, do you see him? Uh, on t- t- TV and stuff. And, like, on TV, we've actually got right, a few yeah. friends in common, me and TH. Have you? I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Tom Hardy, if you ever listen to this, and if anybody knows Tom Hardy, he's, he used to rap. I'm desperate to talk to him about hip hop. Please, can somebody make that happen for me? Do you want another email? Yeah. Can I, before we carry on with this next email, I just want to ask very quickly. Yeah. Where's this, where's this jumper from? Adidas. Oh, yeah. I forgot you're getting hooked up with them now. Oversized. Okay. This is from the Haggis. Okay, the Haggis. Okay. The Haggis and the Springbok. Wow. Dear Wolf, Allen Swan, loving the podcast. So it's approaching that time of year again. Christmas is just around the corner. Joyous as the festive season is, it can also add a little bit of stress to those trying to find gifts for friends and family. Cool. I hear that, Haggis. We all have them in our lives, those people who are very difficult to buy for, but they always arrange a very thoughtful present for you, so this offer of generosity must be returned. What do you get for someone who already has everything they need and has expensive taste? In previous years, you've already bought them the overpriced hampers and the voucher for a spa treatment or a nice dinner, and now you're struggling to think what to get this year. 
you have those kind of issues in your lives as well? And how do you rectify this stressful situation? Additionally, we also have some family members on our Christmas list where both parties ask if there's anything we can get, get for each other to try and alleviate the stress of finding gifts for each other. And it seems like a bit of a pointless exercise and maybe just better just to agree not to buy for each other. But it's Christmas, the pressure. I'd appreciate your thoughts on these issues in the hope your advice can make Christmas slightly less stressful. I always think a wacky gift is quite cool. Like what? Well, something a little bit different or sort of saying that. Well, just while we're, while we're talking about this now, it, it seems opportune time to, for me to say, please don't get me anything this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know, like a basketball like ring thing for the toilet or like so when you're sitting on the toilet, you can throw oh, hoops. God. Oh, my God. You're joking, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> or a poo book for the toilet. Um, you know, oh. some wacky slippers. I don't know. Look. The truth of the matter is, sometimes I think when it comes to gifts, right? Like you say, oh, you know, expensive handbags, expensive meals out. There's a common denominator there. You're thinking that money buys incredible gifts. That, Very good point. You know, Very good But actually, point. sometimes, like, I think you've got a David Brent the shit out of a Christmas present. There's a moment in the office where David Brent turns around and um, he t- <laughs> he says, I, I don't do what he does for any sort of adulation or or whatever and he said i'll just do it so one day i'm walking down the street and someone sees me and goes oh look there's david brent i must remember to thank him right it sparks something and i think in a, in a funny gift that you might even only just you know you, you might get a little kick out of every time you 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 know, your lowest ebb one day you're in the toilet and you're a bit constipated a bit bunged up and you go oh shit tom davis got me that basketball hoop i can sit and play that and next thing you know you know your, your bowels are running free yeah. You know? Or you've got some sort of deep vein thrombosis because you sat on the toilet for such a long time. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, you, you, you get something for the family, like a board game for the family if it's a family you're dealing with. What I'm saying is get something that inspires something more than just, uh, you know, because I actually think that when you're buying expensive stuff as well and you're buying very, like, these gifts, I actually there's a lot of anxiety that comes with those gifts on, like, I've been brought, you know, we've been brought tickets before and meals before, I always feel that then you're sort of like, you feel like a real sort of pressure to go and really enjoy yourself and make it in a unique and eventful night that you're going to remember forever. Mm. And seldom does that happen. You sort of actually, I think those nights are better when they're unplanned and they sort of happen in the spur of the moment. I think, yeah, I think always try and do something, buy a gift that people are going to remember the person who brought it by. Like Romesh brought me a pair of trainers. Every time I put them on, I just think about his smiling face and his trembling fingers as he handed them over to me. Yeah, what a sweet gesture that was. You know, the gift maketh the man or the woman or the person. Hold dear the gift, not the sentiment. Or no, hold, hold dear the sentiment, not the gift. Oh, fucking hell. Haggis <laughs> <laughs> um, in the Springbok. I saw, uh, despite the sort of convoluted and arguably sort of waste of time response that tom gave i actually agree with his advice it's uh you know it's a sentiment and also you know you sort of talk about a spa day or whatever or a nice dinner i do like the idea of an experience do you know what i mean like giving someone a nice experience so they'll, they'll be on that evening or doing that thing or having a nice dinner they'll be thinking oh what a nice thing it was that you did so i don't think it's that bad do you know what, I mean? I don't you think know what? That uh maybe that's what i could get you in the swan like when those red letter days we don't want we don't want anything thank you <laughs> no, that'd be nice in red um, letter days. I, I, no, no, no. We're, yeah, but we're fine, thank you. I'm just saying we're fine. Yeah, but don't, don't worry about spending loads of money. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the one thing I do sort of think is um, try and find out what that... I know this sounds... I know people think this is really unromantic and unpresently, but I do think it's good to just find out what somebody actually fucking wants. 
Yeah. Because I've just moved house recently, as we know. And like, there's loads of stuff that I've been bought that I didn't ask. This sounds very ungrateful. You didn't ask for. And so you sort of, it doesn't really have a function in your life, but you don't want to throw it away because it's a present, right? Yeah. So it's just sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like just sort of stuff that isn't bad. Like I can see why the person bought it for you, but you're never really going to use it, but you don't want to chuck it away. I mean, maybe I should give it away. Yeah, what about, this is one for uh, for you. This could be a cool one because I was guessing you've probably got about four or five different toilets in your house, right? Go on. You could have one like uh, with a sign on the door saying Romy's office or the King's room. Yes. Yeah. That Would that be yeah, the sort of is. thing you'd want? Yeah. We don't want anything this year. Thank you. Uh, okay. Hope that helps Springbok and the Haggis. What about a sign for your toilet saying the quiet carriage? We don't need anything today this year. Thank you. <laughs> I'm literally. <laughs> what is that? What's that short that you get in every shopping centre? That does, it's like the man zone or something like that. Oh, yeah. We don't need anything, man. This year. <laughs> I'm going to go down there. I'm going to drop a couple of quid and bring it all around your house in a little minivan. Yeah. Do you know what? Don't do that because I'll get. I'm going to get you something then. All right. And you ain't going to like it. Well, like, I'll buy you like a little sort of helicopter that you can have your pint on and stuff like that. Yeah. What's happened? What just happened there? Because I know that you know it's called helicopter. Right. But you've called it helicopter. You know, yeah. So I've what got, has happened? Sometimes what has happened I get there? excited and my tongue gets too big for my mouth. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Like Jamie Oliver. <laughs> just like Jamie Oliver. My tongue brother. Tom. It's about that time, my G. Hit it. Go on, Tom. Take us out, my G. Yo. Ambition. Sometimes in some cultures, in some sentences, ambition seems to be a filthy word that, you know, you feel bad about saying. But ambition can be silent and quiet and something that drives you on from day to day, from moment to moment. I want you to kick back, relax. I want you to think about the lowly caterpillar. The caterpillar is at the lowest of all of the ebbs for any kind of insect. And for the most part, he'll be looking up his whole life, up at bees, up at moths, up at wasps and flies, all just whizzing around. And he'll look at ants with all their mates just flopping about having a great time, right? And then one day, when he thinks actually shit's caught up with him, and old father time has come to sort of drag him back to sort of send him back, you know, whatever, right? He is thrust into a cocoon where he's like oh fucking hell my life couldn't got any worse all i ever wanted to do was be something and then from nowhere he becomes a gentle butterfly the most beautiful of all of the species on god's green earth the most gracious of all of them (laughs) as he floats around he thinks i was quiet in my ambitions and my dreams and yet look at me now flying and he only lived for a day because that's all that butterflies live for but my God, what a day it was, and what a flight he soared. <laughs> so in your ambition, remember, be like the caterpillar, quiet, yet ambitious. <laughs> That's what people always say about caterpillars, isn't it? How ambitious they are. <laughs> Whenever people are describing that, describing caterpillars, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah, always right. first go to thing is their fierce ambition. <laughs> you know what I always think about caterpillars? They never rest on their laurels. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Tomo. 
Thank you so much, Matthew. It's been lovely speaking to you. Thank you. Uh, you. Guys, we will see you on the next episode. Take care, guys. Much love. Much love. Peace out. Bye, guys. Keep it real. Sweetings. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.